It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. Well, we're not all New Orleanians because Sonny Duval is here and he's not a New Orleanian at all, are you, Sonny? Mon- uh, Montrealian. Montrealian. Do you not Montreal. even know what the word is for that? What is the <laughs> French word for a person from Montreal? Oh. I think it's Montrealer. Montrealer, that's how you say it. So you have an English accent and a French accent and an American accent. Yeah. And we've only been going for like 30 seconds and I've already picked all those up. How come? <laughs> um, I come here at least twice a year. This time it's been four times, so... Most this, of my friends are from... Like, this year you've been here four times already, and it's yeah. currently only September. Mm-hmm. So you come here from Montreal. Yeah. How do you get here? I fly. Fly. Well, that's mm-hmm. a pretty traditional method. All right. What for? Why do you come here for? Well, you know, <laughs> it's New Orleans. I can't get There's there. no reason. You I'm don't in have a, New Orleans. You're in love New with Orleans the city. My mistress. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do my you have an actual girlfriend here or anything? No. I have a bike now. A bike? I bought me a bike. That's nice. Week. Yeah. That's cheap, at least. Around. And yeah. you've got a free drink here. What are you drinking yeah. here? It's I a uh, margarita, frozen. It looks great. There's a whole pint of booze. It's mine. It's good. I won't touch it. <laughs> so you can come here to, to Wayfair anytime you want and enjoy uh, happy hour here every day from 3 to 6. There's a giant board up here now, so I can read this. It's half price for all drinks between 3 and 6 every day and half price off starters and anything, something called bar fare. Do you have any idea what that is, Greg Tilton? Well, um, generally, bar fare is just the fare you'd find at a bar. So that would be That's a, is food. Is that a good KG answer? Why yeah. would they put bar fare? Why wouldn't they just put starters yeah, just, and food? What is bar fare as opposed to a starter? It tends to be smaller plates or they like appetizer-style stuff, and that's generally how I think of what it. Did you, you were just at the bar eating. What did you have? Uh, I had some of the arancini, uh, the well, that's fried rice balls. Those are delicious. They are really delicious here. Everything is really good here, actually. <laughs> Sarah Johnson is here as well. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? How am I? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. You, sp- you speak very quietly. Okay, I'll speak into the microphone. Which is strange because <laughs> you're a professional talker. I am. So you're, you're a, you're a trial... <laughs> I don't know how anybody else feels about that, you're but I You're a trial am. attorney, I heard. Is that true? Yes, I, I see, specialize got... in federal criminal defense matters. Federal criminal defense matters. So, Sonny, if you fuck up while you're here, <laughs> this is a good contact for you. Do you know anybody here? Yes. You do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I wouldn't. Do you know just a lawyer? Down here to, no. So this is, I'll, if you're going to spend any time here, you need to know someone. Yes. You need to know a judge or a lawyer or a cop, <laughs> at least, right? When you say Sarah, Not in that order, though. Which, what would, be the, <laughs> what would be the most important? Well, I think a lawyer would be the most important, but that's so if obviously. You, so if, say, Sonny got arrested after he drinks two or three mm. of these pints of whatever that is, what is that, frozen margarita? You can be sure I'm not going to get into trouble when I'm, while I'm down here. I yeah, right. Everybody I don't think they've passed an ordinance against drinking while biking yet. Really? I don't so you think can dr- so. You can be as drunk as you want on a bicycle. As long as you, you can You know, bike. it's not a federal matter, so I'm not certain about that. But, so uh, what do you I, deal with? Federal, that's what? Murder? On a grand scale. On a grand so scale. in order to, to have federal jurisdiction over a murder case, it either has to happen on a federal territory... Um, okay. like an Indian reservation or something like that, or no, that it can be associated with drug trafficking because Congress has decided that 
drugs are inherently a federal matter. And so if you have a murder that is tied to drug trafficking. What kind of drugs? Does right it now, it's weed? It, it, mostly heroin. Heroin know. is the, I hate to say it, it's not necessarily the drug of choice. It is the most profitable drug right now to sell. Well, that's good to know. So, well, and that's, that's why there's a proliferation of how it. How much can you get for the, do you know that? How much heroin costs wholesale and retail? It fluctuates. Between what and what, say? It well, depends on source, location, quantity. Well, how much am I looking at whether paying not wholesale you're, whether for? Whether you're buying in bulk. Well, how much is bulk? A kilogram? <laughs> like a Costco for heroin? Yeah. Right. They're only <laughs> like in Houston. Like this giant jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> see, why, why is heroin measured in kilograms when you see it in the paper, at least or on huh. TV? Well, we that's a good question. It's interesting you, because it's... Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's actually the federal government who, who measures it in grams, even though our country is on, not on, on the pounds. metric system. Well, yeah, when it's I'm sold on that. the street, it's frequently sold in ounces. Is it? And so I have to say that uh, my clients are actually very good at doing these calculations in their head. I have to have an app on my phone that's a little converter in between so grams and ounces to you so have I can that keep on up. your phone. Yes. So your job entails you working out how much a kilogram of heroin is in ounces? Well, trying to determine what quantity might have been reasonably foreseeable so how that can this you person be defending could be held accountable for. How can you be defending somebody and say they're not guilty if, if they have heroin on them and they know exactly how much it weighs in both systems, well, metric and be imperial? Because it's rarely that clear-cut. It's rarely that clear-cut. And there's a difference between um, being charged with something that you're guilty of and perhaps doing something that could be a crime, but that's not necessarily what you're charged with. Not really, but if you say so. If, you ha uh, if you're in possession of heroin, say, that's the crime, right? Is that what we, that what you, or you, or you only, do you get that ca case? Is rarely. Just possession? That, just you only pure, get... pure, simple possession It would be a, a rare instance in federal court. So what normally would it be? It would be a conspiracy. And it generally, as far as street crimes go that concern drugs and guns, it would be a conspiracy to possess drugs, to possess guns, or to use guns in furtherance of the drug conspiracy. What is a conspiracy exactly? What does that it mean? is an agreement. Between? Two people. Being you and me, say. No, not exactly. you and me, because you're the attorney. <laughs> it say, is. Not perfect crime. Me and Greg, say we were, you know, in Sunny, suppose the three of us. <laughs> Had a deal to doesn't even need to be yeah. the three of you. It could just be two of just you. Just be me and any of these, either of these two guys. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't well, need to be explicit. On and you don't need to know the scope of the conspiracy. All you need is an agreement that the two of you are going to do something bad together. Hmm. And how would we get off of that? What would we, what would we be charged with? We, so we're having the heroin is no big deal. It's, it's not only that the it, fact that we're going to do something with it. It's not, it's not that it's not a big deal. You would certainly be charged in state court with that, but you would rarely be charged well, in federal court you with wouldn't simply be involved possessing. With it. So you'd have to, we'd have to, Sonny and I would have to have the heroin and then be conspiring to kill Greg, say. But who would bring that charge against us even? Who would care? They'd have to have well, there's proof. Who would care that there's, I was there's, killed? There's plenty well, of... if you were care. dead, they would, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a conspiracy. We didn't have to prove that oh, we I killed you. Care. We just Blame. have to prove that we were conspiring to kill you, right? Can you believe this would be your attorney? <laughs> First of all, you're, you're all fucked up on heroin. I mean, you're not carrying heroin. Well, no, heroin not generally. Not generally. Generally, I, w I will say that there's... Not you, I don't mean. You're no, fucked of, up of course not me. But uh, frequently, if you are in the, the sort of selling, you know, the, the 
what I call the procurement side of the business. You're you generally call it that. You have not like a using. For it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Right. So people who aren't using it. So there's people who are buying and selling it who aren't using it. Frequently, that's the case. That'd be smart, but not too smart if they got caught and you have to defend them. But you look so innocent and sweet, doesn't she, guys? Yes. Really. <laughs> You're the last person I'd expect to be, like, defending hard-ass criminals. Thank you. What do they think when they see you? They're like, oh, she's never going to get me yeah, off. I would say, oh, shit, yeah. maybe is one of the things they think. I don't know. Um, but, but you're pretty in, effective. In, in, That's in, what in does a, it. In a matter of time, they realize that I'm probably not as nice as maybe they think I am. Really? It's deceptive? You look sweet. Thank you. But you're not. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not saying that I'm like not. Like Sonny looks pretty rough, but he's very sweet. So there's, my grandmother always told me you get more flies with honey than vinegar. So you always be pleasant, be polite, right. try to get what you want that way first. And then if, you know, people okay. are being unreasonable, then you take a different approach. So who's paying you? These people who are the conspirators? Well, it, it depends. So there are, in federal court, there's also a lot of fraud. Um, and so frequently, Man. you can be privately retained in those key. cases. Uh, but there's also a mechanism in federal court for appointing attorneys to represent indigent defendants. Well, that's one of the things you do too. Yes. So I take appointed really? cases as well. So some sort of a musician like Sonny, you, doesn't have any, you don't have enough money to pay a lawyer, right? You're riding your bike around New Orleans. How much did you pay for the bike? 40 bucks. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Where'd you find it? Uh, I think it was um, close to the lake. That'd be River Not View. in the lake. Lakeview. Lakeview. Lake right, View. right, right. That's why it's Not called in the lake. Lakeview. Not in the lake. <laughs> so what does your grandmother tell you? About what? Sarah's grandmother told her you get more good stuff by throwing out sugar. Or what, what was it? You get more flies with honey than flies vinegar. Flies with honey than vinegar. Actually, it was my grandfather. He would say... Uh, there's all sorts, all, all sorts of people, all sorts of ideas. That was it? That, There's yeah. no punchline? Yes. It's just all sorts of people, all sorts of ideas. Yeah. Was that in French? In French, yeah. What is it in French? Yeah, to talk the monde, to talk Didi. That sounds better in French, doesn't it? It's it does pretty simple. Better. It yeah. resumes pretty much everything. There's all kinds of people and all kinds of ideas. Yeah, and what from that, it? you can just like accept or not accept what people are their ideas. Oh, you just let people have their own stupid ideas and you yeah. don't have to. That's what that and means? Just Carry on. Right. That's, that's hard. That's, that's a good. hard thing to do. It is. You know, there's a guy who puts up some sort of graffiti around town. Have you seen this? He goes, Greg, what's wrong with you? Have you been overdoing it? Of course. No. You have <laughs> trouble with breathing? No. That's his hair. Do, do you want a cough thing? No, I'm all right. Thank one. you. I've got one, right? Here. Sure. Why not then? Look, I've got Ricola. Appreciate cough it. drops. You're welcome. <laughs> that's part of the job. We have everything here. I don't have any heroin. <laughs> that's the closest we've got. So, um, what was the question again, Sonny? I'm not sure what was uh, my uh, grandmother French. telling me. Yeah, oh, I was going to tell you about this guy around town who's putting up yeah. graffiti. Have you seen this? It's a white board with black writing that says, think that you might be wrong. Uh -huh. Have you seen that around, yes. Sarah? Great. Isn't that great? Doesn't mine, that's kind mine of what is you're greater. Yeah. Yours is, your grandfather's smarter. Yes. But it's the same thing, <laughs> I think. Think that you might be wrong. What is that in French? What, how can, why do you speak French? Because you're from Montreal. Because I'm French. No, I'm not French. French, I mean, I'm, I'm Quebecois. Right. It's a different Quebecois. kind of French. It is. Yeah, I'm not the Frenchy French. You're French. more of the Canadian French, which is not no. the same as Cajun French either. It's a no, but I three kinds call of French. That's another different thing. I'm not, I don't consider myself to be Canadian. Technically, I am, but what? It's, uh, it's something. Is that like some separatist 
kind of. French-Canadian thing. Yeah, like well, that's the, a big deal. Like the Basque or the... Uh, yeah. Where are they? Like the Basque in Spain? Yeah. Well, you're not related, but you're just saying like that. Yeah, like that. Well, the Basques actually are a separate people, though, with a separate language and everything. But French-Canadians... So is the Cajuns and the... The Cajuns are actual Cajuns mm-hmm. from Acadiana, from Acadia. So what are the Quebecois people? Where did you come from? I mean, not you, but where did they come from originally? Uh, originally, they're from France, like, but mostly the, uh, the western part of France. Western France. So that's French. Yeah. That was like four, 400 years ago. So. Right. So when are they going to give it up and actually admit they're Canadian? Never. Never. It's always going to be 50-50. How, 50, can, 50, how 50. can they keep it up like that? With that's the accent just, and the whole thing. It's just the way it is. I know, but isn't it strange? Yeah, yeah I know. Once you leave there and you come somewhere that's equally weird like here, don't you think it's just so difficult to hold on to? How have they held on to it for four? Has it how many hundred years is it? At least 400. 400 years? Of Actually, being, I, I want to say it's 450 for something. 450 years of mm-hmm. being French in Canada. Yeah. Against all odds. Mm-hmm. And there's people like you. It used to you. be mostly French Canada. Actually, you know your history. It would go down all the way to uh, I know Louisiana. my history. Just remember. Really? Oh, Louisiana. Well, this was France, of course, as well. So it was all France. Yeah, from your, Canada your to Cajuns Louisiana. Your were kicked out of Acadiana region and pushed south down here. And that's but that your was Cajun later, triangle. though. Yeah, same, that, that's how you get your, like, division. But you're talking about Louisiana Purchase time, mm-hmm. when this was all France here. Yeah. Well, that wasn't 450 years ago, was it? No, that was a bit later, 17-something. Like, aren't we coming up to the what, it anniversary? 1807? Is it, is it two or 300 we're coming it's like up 1803 to? 1803 or 1807. It's on, it's on a license huh. plate. <laughs> What, do you know That's that? That's how we can remember the date. It's, it's to save the it's date on the license plates. How many hundred? It's 1803. Yeah. 1803. This is purchase. New Orleans is coming up on its tricentennial founding. So that's 300. Oh. That's for New Orleans specifically. Sarah, try means three. Is that a new converter thing now? <laughs> you know, I haven't tried that one on my app. Try it out. Not, See no, how I have many. I've not tried that one. But no, I, yes, was, I, I agree that the leaving? proper term would be tricentennial, tricentennial. for a 300-year anniversary. So that's going to be our 300-year anniversary. anniversary, and they've been there for 450, the French-Canadians. No, I mean, they, like, uh, when Quebec City was founded, it was in, it was in 16-something, or 15, late 1500, because uh, where, I'm, where I'm from is from is Trois-Rivières, and it's uh, 1634. 1634. Yeah, second wow. city in... America. Okay, so it's like a sort of parallel universe that Mm -hmm. goes on there, right? It's not just there's they have you have they have their own literary stars and movie stars and everything. And you're like a rock and roll star there. Are you like a big star in French Canada? No, I'm an underground 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 star. star. (laughs) Not not even a star. It's not for me to say, but well, you you can tell us the truth because we're never going to find out any other way because we have no (laughs) access to anything that's going on in Quebec at all. No. We never even hear the word, <laughs> do we? Look, this is how it works in New Orleans. This is how you produce a podcast in New Orleans. Hello. With a hip flask in your hand. Nice going. <laughs> <laughs> What's in it? Heroin. Not telling. Liquid heroin. Heroin. Is there a liquid heroin? There's not, is there? You know, I don't know the answer to that question. Well, I'm sure you can call someone who does. I guess you could do you sort ha- of like opium tea or something, I guess. Yeah. Kind of be close to that. Opium tea. I guess I'd be kind of close, be a cousin of some sort, but it all comes from opium. But I don't think there's like a liquid heroin. You don't think so, Greg? 
not that. You ought to know, I'm, right? I'm not because intimately uh, knowledgeable the, of the well, forms of heroin. Isn't this what you do for a living? This Rumor Flies podcast. <laughs> Greg is a producer of the Rumor Flies podcast, which is a very popular podcast about mm. things that may or may not be true. I'm glad someone like, believes it's popular. Well, we think it's popular. <laughs> is it just all hype? It looks pretty popular. Oh, yeah, it's we, well done. It's, it's been fun. We've got some, uh, we've got some uh, excited people who love to email us and give us suggestions, which is awesome. It makes our jobs a little easier. But so the sort of thing that you might look into is the the, the various forms of uh, various ways to consume various drugs, I guess. <laughs> well, that would be a that good could question. Be one. To is you. there? It's like yeah. So w- what's interesting? I'll try not to get too rambling on that. Is the way we usually structure it is we try to go like we really try to do, at least have one or two on our list for each episode. That's like I once heard blank right. So it's um. MSG allergy, right? So people go, I'm, an, I'm allergic to MSG. And we're like, well, there's all these myths about MSG and what it actually is. And like, so we're like, what, what the hell is MSG anyway? And, you know, um, it's monosodium glutamate. <laughs> there you go. And um, in. Uh, I don't know what the French for that is, Sonny, but. You do? No. Do you? Glutamate oh. <laughs> monosodic. Say it more again? disgusting in French. Glutamate monosodic. Oh, it is sound worse. <laughs> glutamate. Yeah. How do you spell glutamate? G L U T A M E M A T E. Glutamate. That sounds great, doesn't it? Glutamate. Okay, that's what it is. Anyway, Greg, in case you were wondering, in French and English, do you speak Spanish as well, Sarah? No. Okay. Pity we don't have a third language to translate sodium glutamate into. But anyway, so you start with that question what is MSG anyway? What is yeah, it? Yeah, and, and well, also, even beyond that, he, usually Ryan's kind of our like science chemist expert over here, and he usually gets into kind of the nitty gritty of like, what something is, especially if there's so a Ryan's chemical aspect right here, to it. He's like yeah. a real scientist. Yeah, he is. He is like a real scientist. Wow. I would say he, I would I would go so far as say he is a real scientist. Is that right, Ryan? You're a real scientist. I'm a chemist. He's a real chemist. Okay, we're doing pretty good here. Yeah, as far and, as um, professions so he'll usually come in with kind of the technical backdrop, and then we'll do things like, well, people say they have an allergy to it. Is that actually a thing? And we'll go and look at National Institute of Health. We'll look at any things we can find to back things up. Um, we did one on sex and pregnancy recently, and peop- there's claims about... They're connected? Where the baby... Exactly. <laughs> All and, right. Um, <laughs> It'll be a short show, I would <laughs> But there's so many things about what will determine the gender of your baby. Okay. It's something you eat. Is it this? Is it that? And so we were looking at things like where the baby rests on your body determines the gender. It's like, no, that's not true. And like, so we... But we go so, and we try to find the earliest instances of these things, and why do people believe it? And um, some stuff we find, we're like, oh, that can't be true. And then we'll look it up. We're like, oh, my God, it's totally true. And it's more crazy than we thought. That's mm. kind of where some of the fun is. It's like Snopes and Mythbusters smashed together. Right. What do you call it? Rumors and rumor, flies? Rumor flies. It's like the old uh, uh, Latin phrase for uh, rumor yeah. fugit. So it's, uh, yeah. It's a Latin phrase for what? What is it? It's, it's, it's a Latin phrase that says rumor flies, basically. It's, we just said it in English instead. We didn't want to sound well, too pretentious. It is Rumari fugit. So um, it's it just sounded more pretentious and and to be honest, not as easily searchable. Yeah, good point. You don't <laughs> once you get fugit order. Is it pronounced fugit? It's it's, fugit? it's deba- everyone debates on how you say things. So we don't exactly have ancient Romans running around telling us how to pronounce how to Latin. Pronounce right. temp- <laughs> well, what's tempest fugit? That's something. As well. Yeah, time, that's time flies. flies. Time flies. Ah, and rumor flies. Yeah. What's rumors so the idea fly? Is, rumors fly. It's like once it's said, it flies off and just spreads. Well, that's and an so, expression, right? Yes, isn't it? Rumors. Anyway, it's called Rumor Flies Podcast. Well, so the, yeah, you, you just up look up this, Rumor Flies. How did you come up with this idea, you guys? Well, this kind of goes back the I had been kind of messing around with podcasts for a few years. I'd done a personal one. I'd done a film one. Various little things that I kind of was half-assing. And then 
Ryan came on to one I was doing for a little while, and you know we hadn't. It was the first time we'd seen each other in quite a while, and he had. He said, "I'm kind of interested in doing this," and he has a real axe to grind about misinformation, especially when you see this post. Like you'll take a picture on Facebook, and they'll go, "This food has blank in it. Would we feed this to our children?" And, and a lot of times, these things aren't even true. Like they're completely wrong, but it sounds right. Right. So everyone shares it and believes it, and it just spreads misinformation. So Ryan's very concerned about that and was, like, really wanted to kind of take a stab at, like, can we debunk some of these myths and prove some of the crazy ones? And um, he approached Josh to be his co-host. They're old friends. And, um, What's he came Josh to me. Is he some, like, physicist or something? <clears throat> so Josh has he's, – he's kind of a jack-of-all-trades of sorts, but I will say his sports knowledge is unparalleled. Oh, um, he is He's definitely our, our resident sports guy, and he's just – we, we call him our quality control officer because it's he, he's definitely got the fine tuning down. He'll listen to the episode. He catches little things like there's a pop here, there's a this here. He, he really holds our edits to a high standard. And, um, and it's just the two of them and you? It's just the three of you? You don't have guests talking about We occasionally, we've had guests on a little more this season, but it definitely revolves around the two of them talking for 80-90% of the show while I'm watching levels, Googling things we need to look up mid-show like kind of double checking things or if they ask a question like I wonder if blank and I'll look it up real quick and be like I find that it does this and so is the show that we hear the <laughs> podcast that we hear is live basically yeah we, 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 we do a little chopping it but it's mostly like if someone has to go to the bathroom we're like we'll pause go <laughs> cut the in and out real quick and bring it back together so there's, there's a little to the bit of cutting within, but a, within an hour um, there's three can, of us we can and sit and here we, for we, 60 minutes every week and we, we, nobody goes to the bathroom we well, we're, we are weaker people than you then. And, um, you must be drinking a lot more. I think it more. depends on how drinking. much MSG was in their lunch. Uh, that's that's all about the MSG. That might be. Does MSG make you go to the bathroom? Do you know that song? <laughs> uh, no, well, no idea. Salt Guys, chalk it up. MSG makes you go to the bathroom. <laughs> Where did they come up with? Well, have you done a show about MSG? Do you know something about this? Or well, we yeah, just... we did a whole thing okay, on food so... myths. Our first food episode we did last season was um, MSG was one of them. We mostly looked into... Um, is there such thing as an MSG allergy? Like, does MSG okay, have well, some sort of is negative Because I think no. it gives me a headache. It's not true. A lot, the whole headache thing, there's no oh, document. There's not God. enough. It seems to be very psychosomatic. Okay, it seems well, to be, um, there's are no there real... actual cats in Chinese food? We have not looked into that. Um, we I've heard that one. That one. <laughs> are there cats in Chinese food? Have you heard that one, Sarah? <laughs> I've actually heard dogs. Dogs. Okay. Have you heard that, Sonny? Do they have that in Montreal? What do they have in Montreal in the way of food? Dog food. Dog food. So you're a musician there, and you play sort of what sort of stuff? Because we've got some music lined up of yours to listen to, which we should do. Uh, none of my albums are the same. They're all different. They're all so different. I, I like to change, change styles okay. as much as I can. And is, that's difficult to become a big star when you do that, though. I don't want to be a big star. What do you want to be? Uh, I want to be able to live here half the year and uh, in Montreal half the year. Well, what's your immigration status? Maybe I can get married to you. <laughs> that thinks I'm kidding. But what is your immigration status? What does that mean? Immigration. Oh, dear. You've never no, no, I mean, what? what still status. Status. I don't yeah. know if there's no... What's, what's the French for status? I think he's Any? trying to ask, are you here on a visa? No, no, no. I'm just so, visiting. So you can so visit. you're a tourist. And for how long can you visit? I think it's three months at a time. That's it. And then I have to get my uh, big toe on the other side of the floor right. and come back. I but you can only do that for so many times before they stop you. I could you. do that. Yeah. But oh, you can only do times? it for, like I don't, I don't know. know, like 12 times before they'll stop you, you know. that. Yeah, I don't know. I have to look into that. You've got to come up with a better plan if you want to live here half the time. But now that I own property in New Orleans, like, it won't get, can do you, what do you own? The bicycle? Yes. <laughs> that, could, that could go that somewhere. I have to talk to my attorney about that. Could that help him? My sir? attorney. <laughs> 
wouldn't say that this is outside of my area of expertise, but because it's movable property, I don't think it's going to count. It's not going to help you. But I'm not sure about yes. that. I, I'd, well. I'd, I'd want to check with a, somebody immigration who actually attorney. handles immigration matters. Well, Greg might know somebody. Uh, Do you know any immigration attorney people? That would be a good thing. That would be a good subject. Oh, we have, we actually have been doing re we've actually been researching legal subject. myths specifically. That's one we're working on right now. Legal um, myths, but immigration is a big deal because you better hurry up and say because once it's President Trump, there's going to be a wall up there. <laughs> Do you know how much we're scared that he's going to pass? No. What are, what are people I, I outside? Think, scared I think Canada shit. would love a wall if he really? was elected. <laughs> Do you think what what is this? In, what is the impression? The perce perception of President Trump from a, across the board. I don't know about everybody, of course, but everybody I know is scared of shit that he's going to pass. That he's going to win? Yes. And what do you think will happen if he wins? What's the, what's the fear? I have no idea. I, I can't even begin to imagine, like, like, when Obama won, like, I was crying. I'm like, finally, a good person, like, in charge of a country. And, uh, and that's my opinion. And then look what happened. Nothing's changed in the last eight years. It's the same thing. Now we're back to the same, back to square one again. I don't think so. You think everything's better here? Yeah. Than eight years ago? I think so. Okay. From an outside point. I, really? Viewed, yeah. I don't think anything's changed. You remember, we have Obamacare, which is good. There's more health insurance, more people are covered. But other than that, everything feels pretty much the same well, as it did. Gay marriage is pretty pretty big difference. But I don't think that had anything <laughs> to do with him. And that did it. That was well, it's under the his, Supreme I mean, Court. Technically, you could. I mean, he was president during it, whether you want to give him credit or not. But that's no, definitely a different country than it was eight years ago. I'd say. Yeah, but do you think Obama had anything to do with it? Some actual, of it. Some more than others. Maybe not. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much it matters. Even if it's just <laughs> a little bit better. I mean, but we thought I, there was going to be a revolution when President Obama was elected. A revolution I mean, only can only <laughs> it could be like just something small. It doesn't have to be something big. It could be just a no, little re revolution. But now you're going to get a real revolution you if think, you go back to. You think crazy. if Trump if Trump wins, you think it'll be a bigger change here than when Obama won? I think so. See, I, I don't a really negative one. Yeah, but what what do you base that on, though? You really Just think that things change? I don't think anything changes really. Do you guys think? I mean, really, what has significantly changed in the last eight years compared to what we thought was going to happen when Obama was elected? We all thought it was going to be a. I mean, we voted for a Che Guevara basically with a poster, you know, with a colored with hope and change, and we didn't even vote for a president. We voted for a revolution, and we didn't get one. And the same thing, I think, if Trump is elected. Nothing's going to happen either. It's all everyone's you think freaking so? out. You really think I would, I would hope so. I would hope to think that we are really are going to build a wall and kick all the Mexicans out of America. What do you think about the, uh, a wall between Mexico and Nothing's, nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be a wall. And if there were a There's wall. There's not going to be a wall. If, it's never going to happen. Because if people elect them, that me it means He's that not going to be some able to people do it. believe in that wall. He's not going to be able to do it. You can believe in whatever you want. You can believe in you know, that everybody's good if you want to. It doesn't make them good. I know. Right. So there's not going to be a wall. There's not going to be 11 million Mexicans kicked out of the United States. Nothing's going to happen. Don't well, worry about it. Well, I agree with you that, that maybe when you look at the change that a president can affect as an individual, it is relatively limited. But I do think that presidents have very long-term power and consequences because well, of their true. ability to negotiate certain treaties to appoint people to the Supreme Court wave. who will be there for generations That's to the come. That's the biggest one. And they will interpret and, well, they're only supposed to interpret laws, but sometimes they kind of make laws too. But then if you look at what's happening right now, President Obama is trying to appoint a justice to the Supreme Court and he can't do that even. So even that isn't really guaranteed. 
Well, there's also an ex- a very unusual case of how long this has gone on. That's kind of a that's kind of a unique case in some ways. But it's always a unique case. <laughs> well, there's how long this one's gone on. Usually, they're usually they have to be chosen faster than this. It's there. There's a very purposeful feet dragging going on right now. But that could happen again if sure. President Trump decided to appoint somebody weird and everybody decided that they didn't want. It. I mean, I think one thing that could but then happen. The changes that our, our appointment system changes. I though. think we'll see Congress working together across the aisle like we've never seen in, in years <laughs> if Trump is elected. Don't you think? That that would that would and could be a very positive thing that could come out of that. I think it's going to be a great day, November the ninth, when. <laughs> Could you even imagine? I, either one of these people is going to be the president. So people are really freaking out, though, for real. I mean, we're talking about people here are talking about moving to Canada. Huh? Yeah. Did you I know that? about that? Yeah. So you could be in a good position. Hence, us building a wall between the, the Canadians. Should, yeah. but people should be building a wall at this point, really. Do you think people are really going to move to Canada? Are people in Canada talking about that? That people uh, from the U.S. Uh, would be yeah. moving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we heard that uh, a lot. Yeah. You got an apartment to rent, or you got a spare room in your house? <laughs> Where do you live in, in? You live in Quebec City. No, Montreal. Oh, that's right, Montreal. But Mon- what is the relationship between Montreal and Quebec? That's a part of Qu- Quebec. Um, or not? Quebec is the uh, capital city. Montreal okay. is the cosmopolite. It's the the the, the, the biggest city. With okay. The most like mixed culture. It's, it's so. Do you, have a, do you have a spare city. room? What do you? What happens to your apartment while you're away in New Orleans? Uh, it's been taken care of. But, I mean, is it, uh, is it available? No. So someone's living in this. That's not going to help us. <laughs> All right, you're not much good to us then. Let's take a listen to one of your songs. What yeah, is sure. the, what's the last album that you put out? That's when it's called New Wave de Plage. And it's, I was born in 72, and it's, I started playing guitar and music in 86. And, um, so you were 14. Hmm? You were 14 when you started playing guitar. Yeah. You're How's that with no, with no app or anything? You're good. Okay, so you started playing guitar at 14. Why? Ah, because uh, pick up girls. No, I just I wanted to play guitar. I think it was actually the uh, twisted video, uh, twisted sister video. We're That's not going to take it. That's what got me into playing. Okay, guitar. there's a great documentary about Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister on Netflix. Do you get Netflix in Canada as well? Yes, we do. What do they call it there? Netflix. How do you pronounce that? Netflix. Very similar. <laughs> Eerily similar to English. Anyway, there's a great documentary about Dee Snyder. Really, I think it was a bit really long. good. Did Very you watch the long. whole thing? Yes. Was, didn't you think it was great? Yeah. Did you know? I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about talking. Too many. Really? I thought. And this, did the, you know the that story? Just before they get popular, with we're not going right. to take it. So. But did you know any of that story? I didn't know anything about no, them I whatsoever. Didn't. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah. The whole thing, and they grew up in Long Island, and. There was like a really huge band out in Long Island and nobody else knew them and they almost made it and then almost made it and this thing went wrong. But back to me. Back to you. So, <laughs> yeah, so the, the album is called New Wave de Plage, which means at the beach or something? New Wave. It's, it's beach music. Beach the electronic music. Ba- beach music. Electronic beach music. Oh, so, you're, what do you, so you play the guitar on it? On, on, on it, I play everything, recorded, sang, uh, did the editing, mixing. It's the first album I mix, actually. I'm very proud. Oh, cool. Okay. So what are we going to listen to? What song? Do we know? Uh, we have, like... We could start with uh, Bananana. Can we, Thomas? Yeah. We can start with Bananana. It's a song about banana, bananas. And is that French for banana? No. What's the word for banana in French? Banana. And what's the song called? Bananana. 
Can you hear the difference? <laughs> it's like la na na, it's like a shirt. Sure. What's the shirt? Yeah, actually, you're right. It's a mix between uh, banana and anana. What, what is anana that? Anana is pineapple. In what language is that? French. You knew that, Sarah? I did. How did See? you know that? Because I used to take French in school. Aha. Uh -huh. Strange that that's the one word that stuck. It's not the one word <laughs> Pineapple. That stuck, but it's... Did you learn French in school, Greg? Long, long time ago. What school did you go to to learn French? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, um, I went to Country Day when I was younger and then Jesuit for high school. Okay. And where did you go, Sarah? I actually grew up outside of Buffalo, New York. And so what school did you go to? To learn And so that? I went to, well, I mean, it's, I went to a public school yeah. up in New York. It's called Williams East High School. Pretty good, though, if they drum that into you. We had excellent Pineapple. schools where I grew up. Yes. So we've all learned something today. Well, actually, no, only you and I learned this, Greg, because they already knew it. And what is the word for pineapple? La-na-na. La-na-na. <laughs> that is a great word. Better than pineapple, isn't it? I'm writing it down. La-na-na. Why don't we that's, call... That's how you write? Yeah. How's it look? Yeah. It's pretty illegible, right? Sorry. Yeah, I know. It's shitty. Can you... Well, you write it down. That way I've got more of a chance of... Why aren't we listening to this song? And you're, like, left-handed as well. Oh, that's not exactly what I thought. Anana. I wrote something else different. That's how you spell A-N-A-N-A-S. Anana. Right. Oh, I would never be able to speak I French. I had an L. What other fruit? You had in L. In front of it, so it was it's the a, pineapple. So it's yeah. L apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. Look, after you can write upside down and left-handed. Awesome. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's French for the pineapples, plural. Exactly. Correct? Alpina. Alpina. That's in Spanish. Spanish. Okay. All right. And what's French for the wall? Pink Floyd. Okay, very good. Thomas, what's going on with the song? I was waiting for your cue, but then you missed it. Okay, here it is. <laughs> Off the very popular album, New Wave to Plage. No, no. The first single. Is that right? It's, it's not loading now. It's not, it's not working. I'm trying to make it sound like, a, you know, official and exciting. It's the New Orleans uh, world premiere. World premiere of, uh, from New Orleans song. of this song, yes. La Na Na Na. Bananana. Bananana. There was a song similar to that, right? Remember? Manamana. You know that one? Yeah. Manamana. So how do we spell the name of the song? Banana in Banana, English. And you add another na. Banana na. Okay. There was a lot of build up now. It better be damn good. I think it is. Okay. Thomas, please tell me it's ready. <laughs> That's right. We had a lot of we had a lot of issues getting the song even into the right place to play it. But hey, listen, you got nowhere to go, right? You got the bicycle, and do you have friends here? I mean, who? Where do you stay? Uh, last friends I stayed with were in uh, Mid City, right by Bayou St. John, actually by Pals. That's a great spot to stay. Yes. Pals Lounge. So, do you just call up people and tell them you're coming to town? They're like, mm -hmm. awesome. You can come stay here for three months. Yeah. Well, Man, I only good. stayed like for. Ten days at a time, and then you what? You have to move to another people. No, I'm, no, I mean You're ten here days ten here, day. and then I go back to Montreal. Are you only here for ten days? Yes. Oh my God, that's awesome that you wasted a whole hour coming down here. Yes. Oh, terrific. All right. What do you do the other nine days in twenty-three hours? I divide my time between biking, pals, and amigos. Amigos. <laughs> We've got to get you some sort of a girlfriend. Do you have a girlfriend in Canada? Yeah. What's she doing while you're away? Music. She's a musician? Mm hmm Okay. That's tricky. So why doesn't she come with you? Hmm? Why oh, doesn't she, she come? she had a tour. 
Oh, she said, what is, what's her name? Well, look her up next. Uh, Write it down. You have it I have it down here. Now, this is a really interesting thing I've yeah, got about right here. Marat Mara Tremblay. Tremblay. How do you pronounce that? Marat Tremblay. Oh, wow. Man, and she's Canadian as well, but her name is Marat Tremblay. Québécois. Wow. That's amazing. And so, so this is what they gave me. That, oh, I guess Christian gave me this about yeah. you. This is your fourth solo album. Mm -hmm. And it says here that, uh, <laughs> that these people are on this. This is someone called Anne. I'm sure that's pronounced wrong too. Anne Arsenault. How do you pronounce that? Marianne Arsenault. Oh, man, okay. And she is, that's a woman, I assume, right? Right. She's from a band called Propofol, which mm -hmm. is the drug that killed Michael Jackson. Really? I think so. Huh. Correct, ladies and gentlemen. That's correct. Correct. Oh. And then this other person who's a rapper called Yabok, or however that's pronounced. Yeah, he's a guest rapper on uh, He's on in a band called Dopamine, which is it's also a It's like a regular a pharmacy around here. <laughs> yeah. So all these people are naming their bands after, like, drugs? Apparently. How do you, do you how, apparently, yeah. So I didn't know about the uh, Propofol one. What did you think it was? I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was some sort of explosive. Oh, no, that's but I didn't that's look the it, way you pronounce it. it sounds more like an explosive, yeah. You could put some propofol in a bomb. It sounds nice, doesn't it? Sounds nice. Okay, so listen, until we, uh, until we get these, um, this music, is it lining itself up, Thomas? No. It's not. Am I going to have to just keep talking all the way to the end of the yeah, show? I think you should move on to another topic. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, you mean we can't hear the song? Oh, oh, the internet's not working. That does happen. Okay, anyway, listen, I want to say thank you very much to Basic Swim and Gym. Do you know about the store, Basic Swim and Gym? It's a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. Do you do, you do yoga, right, Sarah? I do. And what sort of outfit are you wearing when you do yoga? I wear regular gym clothes. I don't wear a swimsuit. You don't wear a swimsuit to yoga? That's unusual. No. What do you wear when you do yoga, Greg? Um, I am not nearly pliable enough for yoga. <laughs> really? What kind of? Where did you get your swimsuit? Um, it's like some old ragged Nike thing. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, you can't you can't go to basic swimming gym either because it's only for women. Oh well. So don't worry about that. But you could go there, Sarah, to get a bikini, a one piece, a cover up. In fact, everything you need for the beach or poolside is at Basic Swim and Gym right across the street from the lingerie store, Basics Underneath. It's on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Worth checking out. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. your sponsors. They're lovely. And so mm -hmm. is our friend's Hangover Destroyer, which is the only all-natural product medically proven. You can take this back to Canada with you. Do you have some music now? Come on, then. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Is this your That's music? That's my song. Here we go. You go to their website, it's no, called hdestroyer.com. <laughs> it sounds much better with this music underneath it. You can write happy hour on the coupon code and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, and you too can seize the dawn. And the background music we're listening to here is called Lyrics are coming. Banana Na. Oh. Okay, it's like beach music from Canada. No. <laughs> This is your girlfriend singing? Ma? No. This is Anne. Ma. Mary. Marianne. How do you pronounce that? Marianne. It's yoga music. Beach yoga. You smoke a lot of weed up there in Canada? Yeah. It's got a lot of little 
weed induced type sound, right? You think so? You can hear the rest of the album. I'd love to. What are you saying? What are the lyrics here? It's just banana and then a gauche droite, which means left, right, and right, and left, and right. I try to make songs sometimes with, with as little lyrics as possible. This is one of them. Is this is are all your other albums like this? No. They're all different. There's no other beach music, just this album. Yeah. Wow. I like this actually. This is like driving in a car type music. Yeah? Do you have a car? No, not really. This is pretty good stuff, turned up loud, I would think, too, right? It's good loud. Yeah. Turn it up. What does banana mean? Just banana. Just banana with an N-A at the end. Yeah. How'd you come up with that and not some actual lyric that means something? Yeah, so many questions. Just listen to Just the song. Just listen to it and enjoy it. <laughs> it's my own personal poetry. Okay. It's a haiku. Huh? It's a haiku. No. Okay, I liked it. What yeah. do you think, everybody? And you mix that yourself? Yeah. That is very impressive. Thank you. That's, that sounds like some complicated mixing going on there. Uh, yeah, it takes a while. That's <laughs> uh, very, very good. It reminds me of um, Super System. You ever listen to them? No. Oh, man, if, if you like making music like that, you check them out. It makes me think of Super System, one of my favorite bands. So, yes, this is a very good Super stuff. System, where are they from? They, God, they haven't been around in a little while now. They used to be El Guapo. They're one of those bands that keeps reforming and changing their names constantly so they're impossible to track. <laughs> but oh, that's a good idea. Super for, System is one of my favorite iterations of them. Very, very fun band I listened to all through college. I thought it sounded a little <clears> bit like B-52s as well. Sure. That's mm. kind of that mm. summer... You know, perpetual summer. Yeah, rock vibe. You wouldn't do too bad if you're as big as the B-52s. And how popular that came out this year in 2016. Yeah. And how's it selling? Oh, because no one's buying. What's the deal there? Is it the same system? People are just stealing everything off the internet. Uh, I they? guess yes, but it's not. Uh, I mean, I didn't make CD copies of this. Uh, the the right. songs are just like digital. Yeah, good man. Because it's a total waste of time making a CD, right? Yeah, but I find so many people like. Like as myself, like to go in stores and buy and buy music. Do you still like, buy CDs? Oh yeah, I, went, I was at Euclid's today, just mm. uh, you do. Looking through the do you buy CDs, Greg? Still? No, not as much. It's mostly um, either digital download or vinyl. <coughs> Generally, or one vinyl. extreme or the other. <laughs> Sarah, what do you buy music on? No, I am loyal to Spotify. Me I, too. I, Spotify is a lot of. I'm fun. I really like yeah. Spotify. Yeah, I think most people. I mean, well, people who come on the show tell us, and Andrew Duhon, who's who's my co-host usually, who's not here today because he's on the road. He says that he makes CDs so people buy them at shows. People like to buy a CD at a show and then they go home with it. Yeah. Do, you, do you play live much? Yeah, no. Uh, I yeah. usually play with Mara, Mara's show. So you're a sideman in her band, mm -hmm. which is called... Uh, Mara Tremblay. Oh, that's just her. Well, we should listen to something by her as well. Sure. If we, well, I'm sure that's more difficult. Next show. Yeah, Next okay. Week? 
Uh, okay, she she's not here though. No. Why don't you drag her down here as well? I do usually. Okay. Well, that would be fun to have her on as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Bring some music with her. That would be great. Okay. How'd you meet her? <laughs> I mean, she was around for a long time during the. She was around during the 90s, uh, playing music in Quebec. Is she like famous there? Uh, pretty much. Okay, so she's a star in Quebec. Yes, a star. Ah, star. So we could look her up. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. And what's it like being married to a star then? Well, you're not married. Are you married? No, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the funniest line of the day. <laughs> How long have you been together? <laughs> Five years. Oh, that's pretty long. Yeah. Okay. You do, you, do you live together? Nah, goodness me, are you crazy? Are you married, Greg? Um, will be this month. This oh, month. Congratulations. You and your chemist? Oh, no, I wish. I mean, it's legal now. Yeah. Ryan, are we going to have to do an alternate wedding? Is that what's going to happen? I think that's what's going to happen. All right, you know what? It's a good you idea. And, I'm just going to run with it. You and Ryan are getting married? That's uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, we are as of now. Okay, great. Congratulations, Ryan. That's nice. You make a great couple, you two. Um, <clears throat> again, uh, married my fiance Ann Marshall. She's a wonderful woman. This and, month? Uh, yep, this month and uh, wow. end of October. Holy uh, crap, that's exciting. Have such nice weather, Halloween too. With Halloween yeah, is well pulling put. off. It's going to be a lovely day. Where is it? Um, it's going to be in Old Ursuline Convent downtown. In, the in a convent? Quarter. No, Old Ursuline oh. Convent, the French Quarter. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? not actually a convent no, today. No, not anymore. That not would be a, a great time. place to get married in a convent, though. I think it would be a little intense. It would be a little strange. But I think it would be yeah. a little intense there. Cheers. I like people get married Southern. in a Catholic church, after all, which the priest is celebrating. Oh. Okay. Yeah, here's to it. How exciting. <laughs> and how did you and the future Mrs. Chilton meet? What was that? I'm sorry. How did you meet the future Mrs. Chilton? Um, red Dress Run a few years ago. Now, there's nothing more. There's my sister's going away party and Red Dress Run. And, so you met yeah. your future wife while you were wearing a dress? Yes. The story usually goes, I met her in a red dress. She was not the one wearing it. Wow. <laughs> that's a pretty good story. No. Nope. That's really, that's a I think she mostly saw me insufferable. We didn't start dating until probably over half a year after that. So I'm pretty sure I was like making up for, uh, making up for the damage I probably caused that this, day. This is a pretty good story. <laughs> so you, it took you six months to get her to go out with you? Um, no, like, I mean, I, I took her on a few dates probably about half a year later. And then we really started dating probably about two months later. So how did you get, how, what did you do in the intervening six months that you never called her the whole time? No, just we're like, we were just friends. We, we had met and it wasn't like an initial romantic spark or anything. It came over time. Hmm. What do you think about that? Is that how it all, usually is with you? Um, had a bit of both. Really? You yeah. had like, like I've had about all sight? kinds. I've had all kinds. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is pretty exciting then. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a wonderful person. I hope so. That's very cool. And, and so, she tolerates um, me doing podcasting and filmmaking and showing up at, so waking up at 3 in the morning and going to bed at 3 in the morning. So not, tolerates my lifestyle. You don't wake up and go to bed at 3 o'clock <laughs> on the it same depends morning. On the, depends that on the be. day. <laughs> so um, what do you do besides making podcasts? And you're in the film business. Yeah, I run a production company here in town called uh, In-Depth Media. Um, right. So um, my partner, Mickey Guidus, he and I run that. We're in the CBD. So uh, we do all kinds of video production and film production. Anything that involves, like, cameras, expensive pieces of glass, and editing, we probably do it. And then um, at night, a lot, I'm with these guys, you know, two or three times a week doing podcasts. That's kind of been, I've always been really into just storytelling and narrative building and just any sort of um, content. So the moment he said podcast, I jumped on. So I'm like, if I'm not doing film, I'm doing podcasts. It's like one or the other. And uh, film's definitely my main, my main hustle and what income you, source. Though. What do you guys at In-Depth do? You make 
films or commercials or what? All kinds. We've done event work. We did the New Orleans Tango Festival, right? They had that. So we covered that all weekend. We've shot weddings. We've shot music videos. We've staffed camera departments on feature films. Um, I was in Folsom uh, as the cinematographer for a short film this past weekend. It's really anything. Um, we, we shoot and edit and do it so all So you're in-house. not affected by the tax credit changes? That, that really, um, that can, that's a very long conversation, but the very short version is that um, to even qualify for the film tax credits, you have to have a $300,000 budget. Um, and if you're a local, it just switched to fifty grand. So you're really like, as a regular gig, you're not going to be normally playing with that kind of money. And it does affect us as some talent has left New Orleans and as the whole apparatus hasn't, you know, exactly sustained itself with a smaller film tax credits. But very purposefully, when we started the company, we did not want to depend on the film tax credits. We're like, our main income, our bread and butter needs to be event, commercial, indie, like our own in-house stuff that's not depending on tax credits and outside sources of income. We really want to keep, you know, working with local businesses, working with local artists, keeping it very here so that I'm not moving every three years because right. of a different state's tax codes. Well, that's pretty smart. Have you found the, the guys who are making millions of dollars doing those big projects are now in your arena because there's no other work? It just depends. It, it's, the thing is, um, again, it's a very long conversation, but the, 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 your, what we have is above the line and below the line is kind of the shorthand is what we use. So Louisiana what? had a lot of below the line crew, which is your your grips and electrics, your gaffers, all your like lighting electrical guys, your sound mixers, all these people, and then above the lines, your producers, your directors, and all these guys, right? The, the, the parents of the film, essentially. So you'd have producers and people come down to Louisiana. Louisiana staffs and crews the film. Then they make the film when they leave and edit back in L.A. So the tax credits ended... We, we, we've, you do have directors here. It's not like they don't exist, but it's just the level of injection of wealth that you have in L.A. and some other states just isn't here. New, Louisiana and New Orleans are just not that massive. So you don't have producers walking around throwing $50 million at a movie. It just doesn't happen here. Right. And they, they usually have to be from outside. So it's just, it's just a very different conversation. But a lot of video production companies here don't depend on that. We don't do like Hollywood lot style studios. We have like two to ten man team production houses that are like doing rentals. You have you know event stuff, a ton of wedding video companies, tons of them because New Orleans is such a hot spot for weddings. So it's just, it's just the, the business just looks different. You can get married down here and <laughs> Greg can shoot it. There you go. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's just the business just looks different here. So the tax credits affected some people and not others. So you're making a living out of this despite the fact that the tax credits screwed up. Yeah, it just wasn't a coin. It's affected us indirectly, but it's not like the tax credits cool. happened, like were cut, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, we're now losing X number of dollars a year. It just didn't affect us that directly. It's just kind of a different... It's, it's different, yeah. Kind That's of the good news, answer. though. Right? Well, it seems to me that it, some of the larger companies would have left town, and so it might free up new opportunities for you. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of the companies that started here are mostly rental houses, and um, you start to see some post-production, like editing. Um, and a lot of these guys can kind of switch their sites and, like, you know, retool for different types of work. Because, like, in L.A., it's so specialized. <laughs> it's like, this is a... This is a CGI studio. We have dozens of guys, and all they do is green screen and graphics, and like it's just very, very like that. But even they've felt some effects of film leaving California because, like, it's just when you get that specialized, you have to have enough volume to sustain it. It's just it's it's every state handles it so differently. Right. 
So we'll see how long Atlanta can sustain it. Uh, I don't imagine they'll have, like we did, they're not going to have endless tax credits forever. Someone's going to put a cap on it. We'll see how they react. So this thing goes around from state to state. It really does. That's how they've done that forever. Yeah. Um, Florida and, Is it gonna and come North back Carolina here? felt it bad. People about 10 say years it's going to come back here. Is that right? It's, it's, it depends on if you, some people feel like it didn't leave in the first place. Um, we do have some stuff that's, this year we've looked like we've got some bigger productions coming in. NCIS New Orleans is still going. You know, you got some right. TV shows and things. Um, but it, it's hard to say if, if the tax credits are uncapped. But Hollywood has this habit of crying wolf if you even suggest you might put, like, the tiniest touch on their money. They just kind of, <coughs> they cry havoc. I mean, they really right. lose it. So it's like you really can't. Depend on them to stay forever. If that's your game plan, then you're going to lose no matter what you do. But the good thing about representing criminals is that there's always going to be criminals. <laughs> Unfortunately, in New Orleans, there, there's a certain level of job security with that. I would think so. Well, what sort of cases do you have normally? I mean, are you, you're the person who goes to court and represents these people who are charged with crimes like possession of heroin or conspiracy to do something bad. That's right. Okay. So... Do you have to believe they're innocent when they come to you, or can you just make it up? Well, in the United States, under our Constitution, we do have a presumption of innocence. Right. And that everyone is presumed innocent until they're proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Um, right. But, but they, of also, course, they also go to court and swear as, to tell the truth. As an attorney, you, d you do do your due diligence because I have, I have sort of two competing ethical responsibilities. One is to zealously represent my client, but the other is to not uh, make misrepresentations to the court. Right. Or go to hell, which you'd hope. Well, not quite that bad. But, not quite that bad. But, it, but, but it, so it, someone it, comes to you and it's says... It's not something you, you have would to, want to do. But you have to defend people who... Do you, what I'm asking is, do you have to defend people you believe are guilty? Yes. You do? Yes. So how do you feel about that, though? Okay. It depends. Um, I will say that almost all of my clients... I am very proud to say that as, as humans, I genuinely like all of them. And for every one of my clients, I feel that I have an important lesson to learn from this person. And representing them... Don't get them, caught with drugs? That no, would be one about their life experience, about what brought them to the place that they're in, and how that explains perhaps what they've done, and does the punishment really fit the crime? And so those are all important things that, that go into each of these cases. They're all very worthy things to think about. But, but in reality, though, you're going to court and telling the only way you can, you can either agree that someone's guilty and not represent them or go to court believing they're guilty and represent them knowing that they, or believing they're guilty and try and get them off. Well, again, something's it wrong is with the not, system, that no, it's, it is not, it is never that black and white. Right. It is never that black and white, and it is never that cut and dry. Well, this is my theory about the justice system. Um, the first thing that anyone says in a court before a trial starts is that they swear to tell the truth. And that's then, right. And, and then and nobody that's, does. That's, that's also the prosecution witnesses, too. I don't think but that... But told the truth, I, I don't believe need a, that. I don't everyone, believe that everybody makes things up. If everyone told the truth, there wouldn't have to be a court case. Somebody would say, did you actually do X, Y, Z? And somebody else would say, yes, I did. And that would be it. Well, not, that's not well, true no, because I didn't. we have we a whole set of rights. And it's not just a matter of did I do this or did I not do this, but was the procedure that got me here the correct one, the constitutional one, the legal one? Because we have all these rules mm -hmm. that we have to follow before we do that. 
What are we actually talking about? What does that mean? What do you mean? What does it, what does it mean in reality? Like if, if I'm charged with, what could I be charged with? Well, same as conspiracy to do something with heroin. What sort of, what sort of procedure would well, we've got you, all you have up? certain Fourth Amendment rights to your property and your privacy interests that, without reasonable suspicion, you can't be stopped without probable cause. They can't come in and search your home, and so there are you have cert, there are certain safeguards through the process that allow the courts right. and us to to balance our rights and our interests against the government's interest in law enforcement. Okay. And can President Trump fuck any of this up? Sure. How? By appointing uh, people with certain kinds of ideas to the Supreme Court. And that could easily happen. Someone's going to get to appoint whoever the next justice is to the Supreme Court within the first five minutes of being president. That could happen. Or another way to do it is by executive order. And we have seen a lot of things that the Department of Justice has been doing. Obviously, everybody knows about the NSA and Edward Snowden. And obviously, that was all done without Supreme Court intervention. And so, of course, there are a lot of things that our federal government can do, um, not necessarily so, with a Supreme so Court decision. Can the president just have some sort of a whimsical thought at 7 o'clock in the morning and by 11.30 it's an executive order and it's done? Well... A little bit. And I would give an example of that, and that is how you have, for instance, the Attorney General through the Department of Justice issuing certain memoranda saying that this is how I want my prosecutors to handle certain kinds of cases. Only under these instances do I want my prosecutors to seek a certain kind of sentencing enhancement, or only in these kinds of cases do I want a U.S. Attorney's Office to seek the death penalty. And so I do believe that those kinds of things, which don't really have the force of law, but that greatly impact criminal prosecutions as a matter of practice are something that, yes, yeah, somebody can wake up in the morning and say, I think this is how we're going to do this. So this presidential election is pretty serious then. Absolutely. Hmm. Maybe time to start taking it seriously, Sonny, instead of just kidding around like that. Should we get out of here and before we go take a listen to one more of your songs? What do you mean? Yes or no? <laughs> Leave, leave the country or leave New Orleans? Well, no, we should never no leave we're not New doing Orleans. either. We're not leaving the country or New Orleans. We're leaving here. Mm -hmm. Wayfair. We have to get out of here and make way for paying customers at some point. Oh, right. So what I'm getting at is before we leave, let's take a listen to something else. What have we got lined up, Thomas? We've got uh, either Sandbar, Domino's, or uh, another one in French that I can't speak. <laughs> What's a good one that I can talk over and do the credits of the show over? Try, try Sandbar. Yeah. Sandbar. Okay, tell us a little bit about this one, Sonny. <laughs> I wanted to... <laughs> Uh, if you listen to the uh, the beat and the uh, the instruments, it's a little bit uh, my tribute to the um, what is it called? Miami Vice. Uh, Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, right the on. Song. The is on. There's some ZZ Top in there. There's a little bit of Beck. There's. You mean you've stolen it off this song? No, artists, it's just, just sometimes I just get ideas right. and it makes me think of some somebody in a like the where that's to me that's that's. Inspired. And the, it doesn't uh, stop and start like this on the no. track. This it's is Thomas. Thomas is there. And if you listen to the hi hats, to me that's ZZ Top right there. She's got legs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thomas, what's going on with that? It's the internet here at Wayfair. We need to move the whole show down the place where the signal's stronger. 
I'm sorry, Sonny. That's insulting. So just, just look me up, Sonny Duval. Sonny Duval. We have a link Duval to you. you we have a, Sonny Duval. It's about D-U-V-A-L. You could change yeah. your name to Sonny D. No. Have you ever thought about that? No. I have a lawyer <laughs> for you if they sue you. Don't worry about that. And Sonny Records or something. But that, that's actually my label. But what are you? The, record, the label is Sonny Records. Yeah. Okay. But Sonny Duval is spelled D-U-V-A-L. We have a link to it on our website. Sonny, thanks for joining us. And my pleasure. Thanks for coming to New Orleans. Hope we get to see you, back. your bicycle, and your girlfriend soon. Yes. As well. Greg Tilton has been here as well. Greg, thanks for joining us on Happy Hour Today. And we look forward to hearing plenty more of Rumor Flies podcast. Also yep. in Latin. Hey, look, what's this? Ryan's got something for us. Oh, just waving around. <laughs> and Sarah Johnson's been here as well. Sarah, thanks for joining us. And Happy can we marriage. find you? Can we find you online somewhere? Thank you for having me. And no, I don't have a website. We don't have anything to I'm do. I'm the under-the-radar lawyer. So are you at a private law firm or are you with some? I have my own practice. What's it called? You don't want to mention that either. Oh, my goodness. All right. What if no. I was looking for an attorney? You can just Google Sarah Johnson. Sarah Johnson. Sarah has attorney no New Orleans. H at the end. Okay. No H. Sarah with no H. Well, thanks for joining us. That's been Happy Hour for today. The producer of our show is Graham DePonte. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. And our live feed directors are Asher Griffith and Grayson Jernigan, who are responsible for Facebook Live. This whole show is on Facebook Live if you want to go find it. Our theme music was written by and is being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. We can also find many other hours of happy hour for your enjoyment and some other shows that we make here as well. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, true to the game, with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One, with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, the podcast about death called Death. The podcast with psychologist Dr. Arian Alfand, questions from the waiting room with psychiatrist Nick Pajic, and the inimitable psych ward with Dr. Ross Shields. You can also find other great Louisiana podcasts at itsacadiana.com and at itsbatonrouge.la. You can keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Catherine King. Alison Moon is away for the day somewhere. I think shooting a wedding, actually, by the way. If you listen to this show on your own podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. Happy Hours production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, who's around the country somewhere, you can find him at andrewduhon.com and see him at a perhaps a town near you. I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour. Okay.